Well, it's been several months since the last uh, What's in the Cup podcast, but we're back and we are uh, got the semester rolling here at Georgia Southwestern and uh, Neil Weaver uh, back on the podcast, excited about the great semester that's kicked off here at Georgia Southwestern, sitting high above the uh, administration building, looking down on kind of a wet, rainy Friday afternoon. Uh, but I know everybody's excited about what's happening here at the university. So uh, we're going to get back into the weekly grind of a podcast every week. And I hope everybody has enjoyed the time off. I know that uh, I certainly enjoyed the holiday break. And then the last couple weeks, we've been on the road to the NCAA convention out in Anaheim, California. And this week we were in Anaheim or in uh, uh, Atlanta and uh, Athens for the Momentum Summit and for budget hearings. And so uh, it's nice to be back on campus and back among uh, the people I care for the most, uh, the students at GSW and all the folks that work here to make it such a great place. So I uh, hope you guys are having a good semester and uh, we will uh, try to highlight and feature some of the great things going on here in the What's in the Cup podcast. Today, uh, I am excited to be able to welcome uh, two great folks that have been working very hard to get something launched here at the university, uh, Dr. Sai Mukavili and Calypso Carpenter. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the office. And uh, thank you guys for being our first uh, GSW employees to go over to China and to be teaching and launching our partnership with Joko Normal. So I'm excited to talk to you about this. All right. Well, uh, I know that we've got a lot of things to talk about with China besides our program there. Uh, China's been in the news a little lately, the last couple days, uh, as the coronavirus has been uh, obviously uh, increasing and becoming a, a concern all across the globe. Uh, and I know we'll talk about that some, but I know you're both healthy and yes. uh, you've both <laughs> been back uh, long enough for the incubation period to have <laughs> concluded <Yes>. and uh, <laughs> no signs of illness, right? Right. Okay. We're good. <laughs> Very good. Well, that's, that's the best news. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the program uh, here in just a minute. But every uh, week when we do this, uh, we try to talk a little bit about student success and I uh, want to bring a few things up. Uh, semester to semester retention is uh, always important. Over 90% of the students that were freshmen here in the fall are back for the spring classes. So I want to congratulate everybody who worked to make that happen. Uh, that's tough work and it's good work and uh, it sends another signal that uh, we're continuing to move the needle on retention. Um, our Fall recruiting is looking very, very positive. We know we're still uh, several months away, about seven months away from actually getting the class here. But uh, as we look at numbers from a year ago at this time, our applications are up uh, about uh, 50%. And if you look at a two-year increase in applications, we're up about 150% over the last two years, which is remarkable. The increase in our uh, in, in the uh, admits, the, the number of students that have applied and been accepted and admitted to the university is up 25% this semester uh, over the last two years. That's a 50% increase. 
So uh, I just want to thank everybody that works on that. And that's certainly all the recruiters that are out on the road. But I think we've seen more effort and more uh, focus from our faculty and from folks across campus having events and reaching out and, and not just events on campus, but going out to uh, schools and recruiting. Uh, and we have several great events coming up over the next several weeks. I know the math uh, tournaments are coming up and those are always great opportunities for us to recruit. And we have preview day coming up on February the 15th, which uh, I guess that's two Saturdays from now. And uh, that's a, uh, obviously an important day as we bring in. Uh, this time we'll probably be in the 100 to 120 uh, potential students coming to campus to take a look. And I know a lot of people uh, help and, and are a part of that. So preview day is coming up. And uh, we are continuing to build this momentum. I think I heard the other day that our uh, campus tours were up about, uh, gosh, last year at this time we'd done 96 tours. Uh, this year we've done 176 campus tours. So that's a pretty significant increase of people coming and checking us out. Uh, applicate, or I think deposits, people who have actually paid some money uh, to secure their spot. Uh, that's up about uh, 30 students uh, already over last year. So we're seeing the right kind of progress and that's exciting, it, but it doesn't, uh, we got to make sure not to rest, not to take a break uh, and keep moving forward. But what you guys are doing, uh, this year we added 116 students in China and uh, they were included in our fall headcount. They are uh, not included in our spring headcount because they're uh, not technically in one of our courses this semester, uh, but they will be back in a, in a GSW course next fall and we'll have another uh, class coming up uh, enrolling next fall too. So Sai, you were over and uh, had a chance to, to teach these students and meet them. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, your impression of the institution, uh, Joko Normal and uh, what you thought about the students that were in our program. Um, first of all, uh, Zoko, it's a small town in China, but the university was big. So the university sizes around 30,000 students and 2,000 faculty and staff. So which is, um, according to US standards, very big. It's um, bigger than Americas. Yeah, bigger yeah. than Americas, <laughs> true. Uh, the university um, uh, actually uh, has many departments and many colleges, uh, so to say. Uh, the one that we have tied up with is School of Network Engineering. And uh, uh, the class that I taught was Intro to Programming. Um, and uh, the students, we had 116 students. And we all uh, you know, sat in one big classroom with like 120 computers. And I had to teach them. I had to share my screen every time. and. The students uh, were really amazing uh, because, uh, first of all, I liked the discipline. Uh, you know, they used to you know, come to class on time or even before time and leave after the class uh, was done. And uh, they, they hardly like, um, you know, took breaks in between. They were always focused. And uh, so that was like the best part. And uh, the other interesting part with the students was um, they were so friendly. They used to call me, uh, yeah, like for example, winter solstice was one of the big events for them where they had the Chinese dumpling festival. They invited me personally. They made 
uh, vegetarian dumplings because they knew that I was vegetarian, yeah. <laughs> and they, they were really kind and uh, you, you know kind-hearted. Um, so I, I really liked the students, and with respect to studies, most of them were really interested. Uh, to learn, you could really see because uh, uh, they, they they were from um, uh, like from farming background and other sorts of background, uh, so they were not really exposed to good education. So okay. they were really interested in learning. So okay. so that was a good opportunity for me. That's yeah, great. Yeah, hardworking. Uh, uh, yeah. Did their stuff on time. And yes, they yeah. did their stuff on time. Hardworking and all. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Uh, now, Calypso, your role over there is uh, kind of a dual role. Right. You're, you're doing a little bit of uh, teaching, a little, mm-hmm. uh, particularly in English, right? right? Trying to make sure they're developing their English skills, but also, I don't want to call it a sister, but right. mother's not. But but you're really friend. just friend. <laughs> I mean, helping them, right? right. I mean, kind of keeping them uh, focused and, mm-hmm. and helping them get to know GSW. Mm-hmm. So uh, you were over there for about a month, yes, right? Sir. What did you think? Uh, what was your experience like on campus? So, Dr. Shai said it was big. I think it's huge. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm from Albany, and I went to school here at GSW. Like, when I was teaching them about GSW, I was, like, looking at the stats, like, side by side, and they were telling me, oh, our school has, like, 17,000 students or whatever. You said 30? Well, that's the size of America's. Yeah. Like, 30 is twice as big as America's. And, like, their teaching staff is the same as our on-campus student population. Yeah. Like, that's insane. And the city that we were in, so, like, Chinese cities are different than ours, but, like, their city has the population of our entire state crammed into, I don't know how many square feet, square miles, whatever. Yeah. But that's insane. Yeah, and so, that's a small town right. in China. That's just one of those <laughs> right. small rural communities yeah. out there. Uh, I, I find that I found it very interesting. Yeah. Their, their size, mm-hmm. uh, their their impression of size is right. much different than ours. Right. And, and it will be really interesting to talk to those students <laughs> when they come here. Yes. And uh, and and see how they react. Yeah. Uh, to this game, I think that's I think why it's important. I think they'll like it though. I do too, and I think it's completely different. And bringing them here together, right, as a group, as mm-hmm. opposed to individuals, yeah. right, uh, I think will help them. Mm-hmm. They'll have a bond, and they'll have a, right. a group to. But uh, their campus is nothing like this. Right. I mean, like. just visually describe the difference. <laughs> I mean, obviously we have grass and trees. And, oh I mean, man, no, so. don't underestimate <laughs> grass and trees. I'm sorry. Okay, so I saw grass two times in the three <laughs> weeks that I was in China. <laughs> they plant monkey grass, like we have grass here. Mm-hmm. And they, like, there's not as much, like, just wide open spaces. And you think, oh, okay, whatever. But then you, like, live there and you're like... I just want to walk in some grass. Yeah. Like, it's just different. Yeah, the whole campus is basically concrete. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's literally like living in the middle of Atlanta. And so if you're used to that, cool, <laughs> cool for you. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not. And so it was very shocking for me to not have grass, Yeah. natural growing trees where they want to go. All the trees are in straight lines. Like everywhere, yeah. everywhere. So what did you think about the students and the way that you interacted with the students right. and their so, enthusiasm for what yeah. they're doing? So my role is kind of different than Dr. Machiavelli. So I went in there, like the first day I said, yes, I'm your teacher, 
but like I'm your friend so respect me but like I'm your friend so if you have problems like please come ask me right um and so like they all like <laughs> um Chinese students have a problem like asking questions right to like American teachers mm -hmm. and so one of the things that I did was I made them ask me questions before they could leave class right. and so the first question one of the student like the first question the students asked me was like what's your WeChat so WeChat is the app that Chinese use that's kind of like Facebook Apple Pay all these things rolled in and WhatsApp all rolled into one uh -huh. so everyone has WeChat Right. And so they all wanted my WeChat so that they could text me and stuff. And so that's kind of... Did they communicate more with you once through yes. WeChat than they yes. did through uh, asking questions? Well, I think the nature of 116 people in your class. Yeah. Because they're in large classroom environments. They're more shy. But when they're outside of class, they're very outgoing. And so also the weather was very cold. Cold. The highest temperature was like um, 35 to mm. 40 Oof. when I was there. Yeah. And so I obviously don't have the clothes made for that. And so some of the, like six of the students took me shopping one day <laughs> and they were so sweet and they were so nice. And they were like, oh, that's too expensive. Oh, that's way, way too expensive. Let's go somewhere else. Yeah. And they were just really patient with me. Um, and even though there like is a language barrier, even with like good English, they're still really patient and don't always jump for the translator, which yeah. I appreciate. That's great. That's great. Well, I'm glad you had a good yeah. uh, first experience. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the program and, and what uh, what you guys are doing over there and, and maybe uh, you, so you can give a, a couple of uh words of advice maybe to the next faculty that are going to head over there. Uh, but I want to make sure we get to a couple of campus operations uh, things that we want to make sure people are aware of. Uh, obviously, we've got some construction projects going on on campus. The uh, ACE building, if you haven't been over there uh, recently, they now have the uh, uh, mesh netting up around the ACE building and the uh, renovation has begun. The uh, demolition of the inside is taking place, and so we are uh, on schedule at the moment to have that building back open by November, and so very excited to see that and uh, glad to finally get some of that work, um, visual work, uh, going. Baseball, softball, indoor complex, uh, the the. The concrete pad has been laid. I think the building, which is going up in kind of sections, is actually here. And they're going to start, uh, we'll start seeing it go up uh, next week, Tuesday or Wednesday. I think we'll start seeing it come out of the ground. And so that will be very exciting. Uh, we continue to uh, work with the architect on Flory Chapel. And uh, hopefully in the next month or so, we'll be able to uh, share with uh, a broader uh group on campus what's what that's going to look like and some of the ideas that we have we we're still a long way from finalizing that but i know the architect is working on that and then uh in the next uh, hopefully couple of weeks we'll have the bid for the elevator english elevator out for bid and uh, we'll finally get that uh, up and running we're we're looking forward to getting that done and so those construction projects are moving 
right along. Uh, I wanted to, oh yeah, Chick-fil-A. Uh, if you haven't been in the new or the renovated Chick-fil-A, you ought to go take a look. I think we did some nice work over there, new floor, some new tables, chairs, uh, some new artwork on the walls, very GSW focused uh, artwork, which we're excited about. And uh, it must be working because last Wednesday, when we had the uh, Martin Luther King Day convocation, followed by basketball games, and it was Greek night at the games, uh, that was the largest day in Chick-fil-A history on campus, over $8,200 worth of uh, revenue through the Chick-fil-A. I'm sure it had all to do with the new uh, look of the restaurant, might've had something to do with uh, three really great events going on over there but the chick-fil-a is open and uh, looks nice and so we want to thank everybody who worked on that speaking of uh the start of classes we had be the change week and uh, i think everybody really found something to do with the with the start of school and that was a great way to kick off the second semester we had uh, uh the convocation i want to uh, again, thank uh, Kena Davis for all of her work on making the Martin Luther King Convocation such a, a really powerful, uh, great event for campus. And uh, Pastor Loudon, I, I have not seen it yet. I was unfortunately out of town, uh, but I have heard uh, from multiple people that, that his uh, comments and his delivery was spectacular, very, very powerful. And so uh, it is now up on uh, YouTube. And so people can uh, go take a look at it. And I'm going to do that uh, this evening. But I'm very excited and, and really appreciate everybody making that such a great event. And uh, I mentioned the Greek, uh, Greek night at the basketball games. I think uh, that was one of the largest crowds we've had at a basketball game in uh, the, the two and a half years that I've been here. And so uh, I hope that everybody will continue to come out and uh, our teams are playing really hard. They're fighting for that last playoff spot in the uh, conference. And so uh, all we can do to help them and make our home court a uh, very difficult place is always good. And it's just uh, a lot of fun to be in that environment. So I hope people will uh, continue to come out and uh, make that uh, something that they enjoy. I don't. Uh, I don't have the schedule in front of me. I know they're on the week on the road this weekend, but hopefully they're back next week for a midweek game. But um, so, okay. I want to. I know this is kind of a weird subject, but uh, obviously the coronavirus is like a big deal, right? And uh, I remember when I was over there, I didn't know. It's hard to keep track of all the places you go, but I do know that I went to Hebi and I went to, um, oh, there was a, the other town was where the, um, oh, anyway, it, but of the five towns where they listed, this was a major problem. I'd been to two of them. Right. So if they're pretty close mm -hmm. to Joko Normal. They're like in right. the same province. Right. <laughs> and so um, I know you guys were, uh, I don't know that you're worried about it, but side been back a while, I don't think. But uh, I know um, Calypso, you were you were kind of on the edge there yeah. and uh, you're, you're feeling good. But uh, was there any, when you were there, did it hadn't really started yet, right? Right. I think I left right when people maybe we're starting to show symptoms and so nobody really knew right yeah so okay so i was a little nervous because i was in train stations and 
like cabs and yeah. in the subway and in the airport, <laughs> but yeah. I'm fine. So yeah, that's you know, good. Yeah. Well, we're certainly glad about that. You know, Thank one you. of the things that you notice when you're over there, even when I was there in the mm -hmm. summer when there was nothing right. to be concerned about, right. at, at least at this level, uh, there are a lot of people in mm -hmm. China that wear right. the masks, masks. and, uh, and, and at the time, you know, you kind of think, wow, that's kind of weird. Why do you, mm -hmm. you know, why would somebody, but now you, ooh, maybe they're smarter than the rest of us. Well, but, I think it's also like a fashion trend. Like it became a fashion trend. Too. Yeah. But well, there's a lot of smog, uh, yeah, a lot of, too. a lot of pollution in the right. air. And so, uh, more than, more than keeping yourself mm -hmm. from getting sick, I think it's just the, the, the air is, right. is not the cleanest in the world. But, um, I know that uh, I just got a note today that Delta has uh, discontinued all flights to China between February 6th and April 30th. So uh, I think American Airlines has also uh, canceled flights and will not be going back. So Calypso, I think you were supposed to go back yeah. uh, like in a month. In a month. <laughs> and so uh, it looks like your, your uh, next trip to China might be delayed. And so uh, we're going to have to figure out a way to work around. Yeah. some of that and work with the students and uh right. see if we can figure out how to but but we're not going to send you back until it's all safe right and yes um, thank and you <laughs> you have you have the authority to say yeah i'm not going back until it's all safe that's fine sounds too. good to me uh, but uh any any idea if any of our students uh have uh, been uh, impacted by this uh, i know uh, i mean as far as i know the only way I, I get in touch with them is through wechat as calypso was mentioning earlier but i haven't seen anyone posting anything related to um, the virus coronavirus uh, i have seen some of them wearing masks and all so i i don't know if it's because of their regular habit of wearing masks or is it mainly because of coronavirus but at least I haven't seen anyone, um, yeah. you know, being affected. That's good. Yeah. Now, uh, did I, they close the school? They're on holiday, right. so that's another reason this is such a problem because all these people traveled from all these different places to their home, and so they're kind of stuck. Yeah. <laughs> it would be like having a big outbreak in the middle of Christmas for us where you're at your grandparents' house. And then everybody couldn't get back. Right. Yeah. And like you've got all these people in your house trying to feed them. <laughs> so I was talking to my friend and he lives in the capital of our province. Mm -hmm. And so that's like an hour by train away. Jungjo. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. And so he said that none of his family was sick and that the grocery stores, because I was like, how are y'all getting food? Yeah. Like he said all the grocery stores were like heavily disinfecting and things and I'm in this foreign teacher group with our school and no one said anything about Joko they're talking about Zhengzhou and how many cases are in Zhengzhou okay so okay and when you say grocery stores yeah I mean they don't have they like, don't have Walmart they don't have Walmart and they don't have food lion I mean right it's not a grocery store like we think of grocery store, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of an open air uh, yeah. market. Well, there's some like, did you ever go to the one on campus? Uh, they it's, didn't take me to the grocery store. Oh, well, <laughs> it's kind of like a convenience store, store with food. Yeah. So that's how the best way I could explain yeah. it. I just I just noticed a lot of their stuff is, right. is much more right. open. 
Right. You know, they, they, they don't, don't package it the way that yeah. we do. It's not all con- enclosed. Right. And, and so uh, they have a serious issue as yes. far as trying to maintain right. some of that. Yeah. Um, it's kind yeah. of like Whole Foods, how Whole Foods packages some things. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, uh, again, we, uh, w- w- there's so much to talk about. <laughs> um, and I, I, you know, I want, uh, as you, Sai, as you think about a faculty member here and, and they're, and they're, they're going to go. What would you tell them uh, to think about as they go over there? What what should they take? Or you know, I mean, obviously we have a place for for you to stay. We had an apartment, and uh, uh, but just what are some of the just a couple of two or three of the things you'd say? Make sure you think about this. Uh, I would say uh, first thing is uh, depending on the season. If they're traveling in winter, it's, it's colder than what we are uh, used to in Americas. So they should be really careful about that. And the second uh, and foremost thing I feel um, is uh, tr- language. If if uh, uh, some uh, instructor who doesn't have any expertise, I mean, I won't even say expertise, any knowledge in Chinese, they either need a translator or they need uh, some sort of app on mm-hmm. their phone, that, which they, they should get used to, because no one in China, at least the rural part of China, speaks English. Right. They don't even speak like one word. So even all the instruction billboards, everything is in Chinese. So that's that's a big challenge. Yeah. And uh, in the big cities, Shanghai, yeah. uh, in Beijing, Beijing, it's more... You'll uh, hear English. Yeah, you'll hear. Yeah, and the signs are in English. Right. A, and, but yeah, when you get out to, to Joko, Joko, Jojo, right. yeah, it gets it gets. The tougher. English isn't English. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they have apps that they can put on their phone. Yes, that they kind of translate. Translate. Right? Speak English, and then it translates it into China. Right. Chinese. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And. Uh, uh, two more things. Uh, another th- um, so let's say if someone is used to eating at Subway's or uh, you know MacD's, uh, you won't find that at least for one month. You know, if, yeah. if you're there for one month or something, you won't find that at least in Joko. You have to go to Jengja or some other big city to find even Starbucks or uh, something. Yeah. And uh, finally, uh, the. Um, let's say another important point is re- related to the course. So the course that uh, you prepare here and teach students like over a semester, that's three to four months, you have to do everything like within one and one and a half months. So you need to really be well prepared, uh, so well ahead of uh, you know what, what, what you are used to. And, uh, and another challenge with the course is of course the language because the students, some students don't have any uh, English knowledge. So you need to be able to answer their questions, uh, make sure they understand the concepts, as well as teach the course in that one month duration. Right. So, and, but your, your class periods are longer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How many hours a day are you actually in class? We uh, used to teach four hours a day four. and uh, four yeah. days a week. Okay. So yeah. So, yeah, so you're taking a lot of information right. and, then, and, and, and giving them a lot more information in one day. One day. Uh, so they're moving uh, kind of like one of our intercession right. courses. And so yeah, right. getting that done. Now their English uh, Calypso should be improving, right? As we it as should we, be as we improving. move them through the program. Yes. Uh, it should you know should the get better. Indivi- but, individual. What do you want to call them? Cohorts yeah. should be improving. Yeah. And I can see the growth from like day one to the day I left. Good. But it's going to take a while. Yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> so patient. But the goal is that they that by the time they right. get finish their third year, mm-hmm. they should be able to speak English well enough mm-hmm. to come here. Right. And a lot yeah. of them already are at the point. So I worked with the ELI here a lot, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are 
you know, better than most of the students who've come here to, to the ELI. Of course, yeah. their goal in the ELI is to learn English. Yeah. But a lot of them are at a point where they wouldn't necessarily survive as a student, but they... They're getting there. They could come to America and survive, you yeah. know? Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I know when I was there, they, they did a great job of asking right. me questions mm -hmm. in English. Right. I don't know if they practiced beforehand, but right. they, uh, and they weren't perfect English, mm -hmm. but they could, they could right. at least, uh, you know, ask me a question mm -hmm. that I could understand. And um, yeah. so they, they want to, I, yes. I know their want to is yes. pretty high, which is and so like part of the, I would say a issue. third of them are pretty good, but the other two thirds, we're going to work on it. Yeah, <laughs> good, good. All right. A couple more things. Uh, yesterday. Uh, had a chance to visit with uh, system personnel. We met with the chancellor and uh, vice uh, executive vice chancellor for budgets and finance and, and several other folks at the uh, uh, system office. We had our budget hearing yesterday. Cody King, Suzanne Smith, uh, Laura Bourne, Stephen Snyder went with me and we had a chance to visit about uh, the university and some of the things that are happening here, our retention uh, improvement and uh, made our case that uh, we hope that the system will support us, and they always do. They're great to us, and they've been great to us the last several years in helping us with our construction projects and um, helping us uh, get our recruitment program moving in the right direction. And uh, we know that we're expecting a, a budget cut this year from, from our state appropriations because of some uh, enrollment declines two years ago. But we, we were again, we were able to talk with them uh, about what we're doing and, and how things are going, share with them some of those enrollment numbers I started with, and uh, hopefully they'll help us uh, minimize those uh, reductions and we'll be able to keep our momentum going. Uh, but that's always an interesting day to, uh, to visit with your boss and uh, try to, uh, in a in 45 minute session, explain everything that's happening here at the university, how great we are and why they need to support us. But that's uh, that's what we were doing. Uh, and, and one thing that's coming up that I'm really excited about at the Board of Regents meeting on February 11th, which is Tuesday, uh, GSW will be the spotlight, the university spotlight. Each board meeting, they focus on one institution and we get a uh, about a 15 minute window to talk about the university. They've asked us to speak specifically about um, retention and the fact that we improved almost eight percentage points in one year. And so we'll be talking a lot about um, uh, first year experience office and a lot of the changes that were made there. Uh, obviously, uh, many of those uh, things have, have helped our students be successful. And so we have uh, students Brandon Blue and Michaela Graham will be speaking and, and uh, Dr. David Jenkins will be there. And so it is really a great opportunity for us to highlight the university and in front of the Board of Regents and uh, be a fun day for us uh, to kind of toot our horn a little bit. The small schools don't always get a lot of attention at the Board of Regents, so that'll be nice coming up. A um, couple things. Uh, also coming up, I want to remind everyone of next Friday is the Night to Shine. And a lot of our students are involved in the Night to Shine event that is happens at the Baptist Church. Uh, it's the Tim Tebow Night to Shine, kind of a national uh, program. But our students do an unbelievable job of getting involved. And so if you want to participate, uh, you certainly can. 
And if you just want to go and watch, because it's kind of fun to see, that'll be next Friday night at the Baptist Church. Baseball, softball teams uh, start this weekend. Golf is coming up very soon. Number one ranked golf team in the country. Don't forget, uh, we are excited about their season coming up. Uh, the tennis team, uh, women's tennis, also will be kicking off. And so I want to wish all of those uh, student athletes good luck this season and hope that everybody has a chance to support them. Uh, Next week, Chamber Concert Series, February 10th. I think it's a brass quintet, all-female brass quintet. So I'm looking forward to uh, that great event. Those are always so amazing. And so uh, if you don't have anything else to do on February 10th, you should come out and uh, enjoy that uh, special event we have on campus. And then Homecoming is coming up the week of February 17th through the 22nd. The theme this year is the Roaring Twenties. Uh, it seems to make sense now that it's the Twenties again. Uh, we'll be celebrating uh, with lots of activities on uh, certainly throughout the week, but then Friday and Saturday when the alumni come in, uh, it'll be a lot of fun. So I hope everybody will uh, participate there. If you're not aware, this Sunday is Groundhog Day, uh, made famous by Bill Murray. No, not really, but. Uh, it's still uh, Groundhog Day. So hopefully, uh, I think, what is it? If he, if he doesn't see a shadow, we get summer quicker. So let's hope that it is cloudy and, and cold in Philadelphia or Puxatani, whatever they do that. So um, dual enrollment legislation, just want to uh, let people know we're keeping an eye on that. Uh, what we're hearing, what we're seeing coming out of the Senate and the House is, is I, I think, very uh, workable for GSW. It looks like they're going to limit dual enrollment to junior and senior level uh, classes in uh, for high school students. It's going to limit courses to core curriculum, but we haven't been teaching anything outside of the core, so it shouldn't impact us. And... Uh, um, Generally speaking, I, I, don't, I don't think the changes that they're making are going to have any impact on us, but I do think it will uh, keep the program solvent going forward so that students will be able to participate. I think they're going to cap uh, 30 hours, so students won't be able to take more than 30 hours, but uh, boy, that's tough to do for a high school student to take more than 30 hours a year. is just uh, tough. So uh, anyway, so that's, that's happening. We're keeping an eye on it. And uh, then one more item I want to mention, uh, political activity on campus. I think we sent out an email earlier this week to remind people that it's going to be an election year. Obviously, they're going to kick off the Democratic uh, caucuses in Iowa starting Monday. Um, just a reminder, uh, as, a, as a University System of Georgia employee, uh, the campus is not a place for uh, political activity. Uh, you're, you're certainly allowed as an individual to be involved and to be active, but in your role as a university employee using university uh, resources, uh, you're not. And so you just uh, caution everybody to be, um, I don't think it's a conversation I want to have with anybody right now. It's a tough political climate, so I would just say avoid the whole thing. But uh, anyway, we, we want to make sure that everybody's paying attention to to those rules. A um, couple things that uh, uh, just to bring your attention, if you haven't seen the new alumni magazine, uh, it is out. It looks great. Doctor or Mr. Irvin Anderson is on the cover. Uh, who knew he was such a photogenic 
young man, but uh, does a, uh, he's had a great career here, obviously, at the university. We're proud of the work that he's done, continues to do with our students. Uh, great magazine. I want to want to congratulate Chelsea Collins, Sydney Scott uh, for getting that done. Uh, the If you don't know, Chelsea um, had a baby about uh, three quarters of the way through the production of the magazine Sydney had to pick it up and finish it get it across the finish line and so uh, the, both of them worked very hard and I'm, uh, it looks great so we're, if you haven't seen a copy I hope you pick it up and um, we've got the start of school uh, is always uh, an important time and we had we were at the momentum approach summit this past week up in uh, Athens and uh, Mark Grimes, Judy Orton, Grissett, David Jenkins, Rachel Abbott, uh, Suzanne Smith, Laura Bourne, and I had a chance to, to work on the Momentum uh, program for the university. And uh, great ideas. I'm excited about Mark and, and Judy and, and David and, and Rachel really moving this forward. I know everybody on, there's so many people on campus involved, and, and uh, I, I think that's what we're seeing is great work and, and the system's proud of us for what we're doing. But one of the things that, that came out of our discussions was that many, many students are, um, I don't want to say scared, but they're hesitant, reluctant to go see you in your office, right? As a faculty member, uh, you post your hours and gosh, you know, they just still won't come by sometimes, even when they need to. And so I saw a little note in the uh, Chronicle that said uh, some folks had been out on Twitter asking each other, faculty members have been asking each other what they do to uh, try to get students to come to their campus. And uh, somebody plays a stump the professor game that students can play only during office hours. So I guess they ask questions that make it hard and others provide uh, uh, assignments uh, or assign participation points for coming to the office. They give, they give grades for visiting the office. Um, some people hold office hours in the campus library or the coffee shop to try to make it less uh, intimidating, I guess. Uh, snacks, some people put snacks in their office to try to you know, encourage students to come by and grab a snack. Um, and one, one lady at Wellesley College uh, actually bought three snails and uh, let the class name the snails and so they have to come by to her office to see the snails that they named. Um, so there's lots of creative things. And I just want to encourage uh, all of our faculty to, to put that effort in because getting the students to come talk to you is so critical to their success. And uh, even if they're struggling, if they know that they can come talk to you, and, and I, I, I know this without a doubt, that as a faculty member, you want them to come and you are you're thrilled when they do come but they're still nervous about it and so um, it's so important so important that that uh, we do everything we can to encourage the students to to not hesitate to get the help they need and so i know si they all come by and see you right yes absolutely <laughs> but some i have to push them <laughs> I, think, I think i know when i was a student we just don't want to bother the professors like i didn't know that professors like had to set that time aside and like that's for the students. That's for the students, yeah. Right, so I think we don't understand that as a student. That's pretty good insight and uh, maybe that's something we can communicate out to the students yeah. that office hours are set up specifically for students right. to come by. They're not just uh, work hours. Correct, they they uh, they have other hours. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, that may be in their office too, but uh, the ones that they post that they uh, acknowledge in their syllabus and, uh, and on their door are, are clearly set aside to Great. specifically talk to students. And, and I would imagine they get really bored if nobody comes by to see them, right? True. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope that, uh, I hope we can get that word out because it's, it's really valuable and important. Uh, just a few more notes about uh, things going on on campus. Uh, during February, we host a, a significant number of GISA events. That's the uh, Georgia Independent Schools Association. We host the State Wrestling Championship February 6th through the 7th. We host the Regional Basketball Tournament February 13th through the 14th. And the State Basketball Championship February 26th through the 29th. I want to thank our athletic department for the work they do to make that happen. Thank our community members who support those activities. And uh, if you want Chick-fil-A, uh, just know that on those days, it will be difficult to get. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I told you we set a record, right, earlier this week or last week. Um, I guess it was this week. But the, up until to this Wednesday, the highest sales is the day after they weigh in for the wrestling tournament. So the wrestlers weigh in, they make weight, and they go eat Chick-fil-A. It's amazing. So, uh, so, so those those days are great for campus. Big crowds, lots of people coming, and uh, we uh, we always are glad to have people on campus. Now, this is the uh, the last thing that I have, and and uh, this is just an odd thing. But if you need something to do during office hours when nobody's coming by to see you, uh, Cornell University had posted a. Uh, I don't know what you call it. I guess it's a survey. Uh, but anyway, it you you answer their questions and then it tells you what bird you are. So they ask me all kinds of questions like, do I like people? Do I like to talk? Do I, you know, am I curious about things? There's a variety of questions. And I turned out to be a great blue heron. So uh, if you if you see me, uh, now you can always compare me to the great blue heron. But if you're interested in finding out what bird you would be, you can go to CornellLabPGStore.com and you can take the exam and find out what bird you are. And then when students come to see you in your office, you can tell them the, <laughs> what kind of bird you are. Uh, and uh, anyway, I thought that was fun. Uh, something to do just to entertain yourself, which I have to do over here in the president's office from time to time. Um, yeah, guys, we, we cannot be uh, more proud of you for doing uh, the, the program, uh, appreciative of your effort. I, I told Cy this at lunch the other day, uh, to be the first one to go, to uh, get on a plane, fly to a place you've never been, in a country you've never been to, to a university you don't know anybody, uh, just because we told you to is uh, remarkable. And uh, the reports that we got back were that you did a great job. They loved having you there. And uh, we're just so appreciative of that. And Calypso, same for you. I know that uh, you are, you're from Albany, right? Everybody, <laughs> yes, everybody in Albany is great, but uh, not everybody wants to leave Albany and go to China. Right. And uh, we appreciate so much that you are interested and uh, have the courage to load up and go. I mean, that's amazing to me. And so- Thanks uh, for letting me. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, it's really a valuable partnership for the university. Uh, for many many reasons uh, there's a financial reason there's a there's a social reason there's an academic reason 
but it starts with very, very beginning building relationships and starting to build some confidence among our campuses, build those partnerships, relationships with other faculty. Uh, and, and so what you guys are doing is great work and it's important and valuable to all of us here at the university. I want to thank you for doing it. And I encourage anybody who's interested, who wants to know more about it, who might like to go teach uh, or would want to be involved with the students when they come here, uh, find these two folks. Uh, the stories Please. are great. Um, you know, we were able to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, things like food and and uh, things to go visit. I've been a couple of times now and, and it's so it's so different culturally, very different, uh, but great stories, great fun. And uh, I found the people to be really nice. Uh, you, I know, I felt very, very safe. Did, yeah. Would you agree, safe? Absolutely, no, no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, they were happy to have us. So um, appreciate you guys going and uh, being ambassadors for the university. Thank so you. thank you thank for you. the opportunity. We yeah. will uh, as soon as the virus is over. <laughs> yeah. I'll be back so on the plane. Back. You're going back, and Sai will keep you involved. I know you'll be. Uh, be involved uh, whether you go back and teach again or, or certainly when the students come here uh, they'll be in your program and, and you'll get to work with them again so uh, we're we're looking forward to that Bob I uh, appreciate you uh, hanging in there over this long break and <laughs> coming back and uh, helping me get back on the air we will uh, try to get a little bit more loyal uh, to this uh, weekly uh, work. I certainly think I'll be here next Friday, so we'll give it a shot. Then I want to, uh, again, uh, welcome everybody back to the second semester. Hope you have a great, great spring semester. We're looking forward to all the fun things that will be happening this semester, and we'll see you back here next Friday for What's in the Cup. <music>